Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we dig up and then rebury the greatest horror anthology of our generation, Tales from the Crypt. I'm Thomas Johnston, and this stiff is my long-dead sister, Mary Johnston. What's up with this? Mary tells a bunch of lies. <laughs> I, th- I thought why it was great. Is, why is that in the notes? <laughs> is that what I'm of... supposed to say? Or is it, was I supposed to <laughs> was I supposed to insert insert a clever lie? Well, I don't know if this is going to make it make it out to the creepies, but I just decided it would be fun to write funny things in instead of being like, Mary says something winsome. Especially Mary tells a bunch of lies. Oh, man. So today we are talking about a episode um, of Tales from the Crypt that features voodoo. And of course, because it's Tales from the Crypt, it's not super PC, although I don't think it's terrible. Um, yeah, we, we, do, we do have the advantage that the... Uh, Folk magic practitioners do seem to be the good guys in this story. That helps quite a bit, and I did like that. But you and I thought about when we watched this, obviously, you know, when this was made in the early 90s, it was like exotic. Like, it was like exotic to see voodoo. It's made for white people who would not be familiar with voodoo and were like, ooh, to like take a nice, juicy leer at. Um, yeah, although and, what's also what's also funny though is I feel like white people have been doing that like since I don't know what like the seventies <laughs> just keep being titillated by the exoticism of wow <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean no, like totally. in the same way oh. in the same way right like if you if they dropped like a Doctor John album now <laughs> or put out some movie that's about you know you know or like you know the Snake and the Rainbow or whatever that movie was they made like Serpent a voodoo the zombie Rainbow. movie yes yeah, Serpent and the Rainbow they made a voodoo movie now people would still be like Ooh. <laughs> did you know that Catholicism and voodoo actually do not have conflicting uh, religious blitz. Oh, just so. Oh. And white people, white people love them some voodoo. Yeah. All right. Do you want? Should we get into our episode? Yeah, let's do it. This episode rocks, dude. Very excited to talk about it. Don't give spoilers. No, no. Okay. So. Spoilers? This. Don't spoil the episode, right? This episode was called Till Death and is about Logan Andrews, a con man with cash flow problems. Margaret Richardson of the London Richardsons has more money than God. The only problem is she can't stand Logan. Nothing a little hoodoo can't fix. When Logan overdoses Margaret with love potion, he learns that sometimes love outlasts the grave and finds himself embroiled in a fate much, much worse than death. Woohoo. So this episode is, I have a, so I have a theory. We'll get into this actually in the next episode, but this episode has almost nobody especially remarkable in it. Um, The guy who directed it, I I hope I'm saying his last name right, but it's Chris Wallace. Wallace? That's probably Um, Wallace. Wallace? It only has one L, so it's a little weird. (laughs) Wallace? Just use a, just use a Welsh accent, whatever you talk about him. Wallace. Um, Wallace? Is, is he Chris- Christopher Wallace? Wallace. Um, he's the director. <laughs> he was like, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been offended, but then they said my name so many times, so wrong. <laughs> that guy, was it a Welsh accent? It just felt offensive no matter what, however he said it. <laughs> the Welsh, the Welsh are a persecuted people. Um, I mean, strictly speaking, yes, but okay. Go, go. Fire. Go. 
Um, so this guy is not usually a director. He um, this is he's he's only directed three things, and this is the middle. This is his sophomore <laughs> jaunt. Um, and one of the first thing he directed was The Fly Two. So he's not, you know, yeah, he's not. This is not his main deal. He's he's. This is a second. This is a side hustle for him, and not I'm a defi- particular. I'm definitely not a ringer, Mary. What is his main deal if it isn't being a director of say, films? <laughs> say, 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 small child. I agree with the dandy. Um, so he's actually quite a respected special effects guy. So he did the special mm. effects for um, the remake of The Fly with Jeff Goldblum with mm-hmm. uh, Bundle Brundle Fly, mm-hmm. um, and he also did Enemy Mine. Um, and Gremlins, which is a movie I love. Um, All of which are movies that I watched in my childhood on, like, stars. And then, like, and gave you probably nightmares. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Gremlins, though. Gremlins is a great movie. I, I mean, like, mine wasn't that cra- scary, but I did like it. Yeah, but it's, like, it's crazy special effects, right? Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. a lot of practical have, effects. Have you and seen it? Yeah, it's good. I think I have. I can't really, like, if, I, like, if you asked me to, like, like write out like a plot synopsis i couldn't do it but like it when i see the visuals i'm like oh yeah i see that movie and then um the fly which is like a movie i have a pretty strong stomach but i can't the fly i really have to like steal my nerve to watch it's very gross and very effective special effects it does it cronenberg you out like i'm not sure i could even eat like a grilled cheese sandwich while i watched it oh the idea of eating like a piece of pizza while I watch The Fly makes me want to vom. Right. I, I'm just saying that I think that if we ever get a Twitch stream, if this podcast evolves in that direction, this would be a great thing. What, watching me <laughs> eat a piece of pizza while we watching just The order, Fly we being just like, order oh, a God. ton of Little Caesars and then you watch The Fly while eating it. <laughs> Seems bad. <laughs> um, How much crazy breath? <laughs> Ugh, I would eat crazy bread, though. That's a funny yeah. thing. I feel like with Little Caesars, people are like, oh, God, hot and ready. Blah, pew, pew. And then but they're like, but I'll be honest, I would eat a I, I would eat a piece of crazy bread off a piece of warm sidewalk. If you know what I'd I mean? I'd eat that off a flip flop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so he so we've got this guy at the helm. Um, spoiler. I think he did a fantastic job. Oh, he and also then, didn't. Didn't he also do um uh, some uh, special effects work on Raiders of the Lost Ark? He did. No, this guy is like this guy is like yeah. pretty famous. He's pretty great. Um, and then the main two protagonists are no like they've done stuff. I I want to mention that uh, Pamela G- Gwyn, Gwen, Gen. I don't know. Um, who is Margaret or Maggie? Maggie. Maggie, this... call me Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> um, I expect. Didn't you expect her to break into a slight Irish accent when she said that? I did. Um, <laughs> she. Uh, has a very small part in a movie that I personally love called The Last Supper, um, which mm-hmm. I would I would recommend anyone see it. I think it, it's a movie that's like ready to be remade because it wasn't it's it's a great story. But um, they so she was in that. Um, but then by far the two most notable people I would say for like recognizable sake um, are Aubrey Morris, who is Freddie. Um, kind of like mm-hmm. Logan, the main shitbird in this story. <laughs> um, his like his like second banana shitbird. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the he's the 
immoral and incompetent doctor. Yeah. And this guy has been playing basically that role his whole life. He's sort of a twinkly little English man who like looks a little yeah. sinister, but also twinkly, like a creepy Santa Claus. Yeah, he's and the creepy version of the guy who's Santa in the remake of Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, agreed. Um, but he's probably his most famous thing. If you see him, you see him in a lot of stuff. But his probably his most famous thing is he's uh, Alex's probation officer in the Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's um, also in he's also in Bordello of Blood. Yeah. We'll see I, him again. Oh, and I saw him, I was like, quick grief, it's you. <laughs> yeah. We'll see him again um, over the course of of this pod. And then in just a kind of a weird seven degrees sort of situation, um, the uh, the voodoo practitioner psyche in this is Janet Hubert. And she is the OG Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Catch so do that. you know? Uh-huh. Do you know about like the the controversy with this? I kind of knew that there was something going on there, but I didn't really know. So I did like a little bit. I did like a medium dive. I didn't do a mm-hmm. deep dive. I didn't touch I- the bottom of the pool. But um, apparently, she has like major beef with Will Smith, and will like tweet. Um, tweet inflammatory things at him or Jada quite often. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and um, and so basically, Will Smith is just like, I can't really talk about it. I'm so rich, none of this matters. Like, kind of, you know. Um, something, something, something. Philadelphia, something, something. Get jiggy with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Welcome we to are Earth. The, we are the yeah. Men in Black. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Wait. What? No, that's, that's that's how I think it goes. That's Kid Rock <laughs> living li- living La Vida Loca, Mambo Number Five. I think that basically, I, I don't really know, but it seems to me if I were gonna, I'm shooting from the knee again. I feel like <laughs> Janet Hubert is a is like one of those like difficult women, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've, I I'm on her side. I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her. I'll take on the whole Jada Pinkett Smith family if it's what it's required of me. Um, when, when and, and when you're Will Smith, it's almost impossible not to be punching down. Like well, who's who's you know <laughs> for who is real. Like, like like if it's anybody versus Will Smith, who is the under you know who who is not the underdog in that situation? Yeah, I mean it'd be it would be hard to think of like yeah I don't know I mean. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. A strange fusion between The Rock and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, because he they has... combine like the crystal gems in uh, in Steven Universe. You're right. You're right. I would like to see that very badly. I mean, I guess I am seeing it because it's Will Smith. Um... <laughs> Will Smith, the, the Golden Boy. Yeah, I like that. We it, it is perhaps illustrative of your point about the cast. We've spent more time talking about Will Smith, who is. Not in this episode. Yeah, Janet Hubert's like, I thought you were on my side. And we're just like, um, Will Smith, isn't he swell? <laughs> I think, what a I th- cool guy. Basically, I think that's what her beef is. She was just like, who's this punk who's like suddenly has the world at, like by a string? And I've been working on this. But yeah, so that's, that's who we're working with. So, I mean, it's not like all of these people. I don't mean to like... I feel like there are kind of two different camps based on what I've seen on the internet of Tales from the Crypt fans. Or at the very least, there is like a certain subset. All 30 of them. All, 15 and 15. All 15 people who are still currently blogging. But I feel like there's like sort of like um, people who are, are want the stars in their eyes. Like they like there's a lot written about 
um, you know, the episode that Tom Hanks directed. And, like, it's the mm-hmm. Switch gets a lot of attention because it has... Um, it has Schwarzenegger uh, mm-hmm. at the helm Attached. and things like that. Yeah, or like, or like, or maybe people are more like inside and they're like, like it when you know you have classic kind of like, you know, Spielbergian people directing directing. But I have, I am going to posit right now that I kind of like it when we have sort of like the B side crews. I think that they're good episodes. Like so far, like I think back, like one of my favorite episodes, Collection Complete, also like entirely character actors mm-hmm. and like a yeah. music di- video director. I loved mm-hmm. it. I like yeah, this episode I too. I agree. I agree. At least, at least thus far, yeah. The uh, the, the the less Hollywood or the less famous the people are, the better it generally is. Although I happen to know, spoiler alert for season five, I totally am starstruck by one episode, and it's probably my favorite episode of the entire series. So, but it's the exception that proves the rule. What are you gonna do? Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I, this this is a great episode. The cast turns in a pretty masterful performance. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. yeah I think it's great. Um. So let's let's dig into it. So we're talking well, about tales. Zoom it from the grave. Uh, so um, it wouldn't be a tales from the crypt episode without the overwhelming question: What is the moral? What's to be learned here? Um, I also arrived at something that I think was pretty different from what a lot of people I read on the internet thought it was about. Oh, interesting. I. Pulling back the veil, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bias my opinion, so I don't, I don't see what the oh, commentary. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't read, you don't read what the what's going on in Creepy Nation. All right, no, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm sealed off in a hermetic bunker. I, I go down to my isolation tank in the basement and meditate. A lot of people <laughs> go into a sealed room. Um, a lot of <laughs> maybe becomes like something weird about like Congress. Like I go in there and there's a pencil that I'm not allowed to take out with me. Or it's like it's like electing a new pope. You're like, I go in and I think about the moral, and then when I look at the sky through a, <laughs> through a like a barred window, if I see white smoke, I've arrived at the right one. Um, <laughs> if it's black smoke, I have to go back and think some more. <laughs> I have to think more. It's the Satan smoke, I'm looking for that white smoke. Yeah. Um, so I, a lot of people, it seemed like, thought the moral of the story was be careful what you wish for. Oh. Which I don't think boo. is what. Boo. Boo. Creepies, <laughs> boo. See, this is why I don't read what the what the people have to say. I'm just an elitist. I have much better ideas than everyone else. So I thought the moral was don't take what isn't freely given. <laughs> yeah. How about, like, don't be, like, a creepy rapist. Also, don't be a creepy rapist in the context of white settler colonialism. Yeah, I mean, I think this whole, I agree with you 100%. I think this whole story could be spun into um, uh, an allegory about rape because, Mm -hmm. and it it, it hits at multiple different, like, types of it. And, like, like, high level, of course, Logan rapes women, like, rapes a woman, at least one that we know of. And... Mm -hmm. Also, it's about colonialism, which is usually right, just like classic societies and cultures raping each other. Yeah. But I did. I think it's even like so like baked in. So I think we should go like piece by piece. Okay. So the first. Wait, so, 
hold on, just just to say, so you don't think the moral is be careful how much zombie juice you give your your lady. Be careful what you wish for when you're raping. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe if the cape point is like, be careful what you wish for because if what you're wishing for is deeply, deeply immoral, if you're in a story with a sense of justice, eventually you 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 will have your comeuppance. Yeah, but I think that the the two men, Logan and Freddie, explicitly. Mm-hmm step on women or things that are traditionally described as being female and feminines next to get what they want. So we have Logan, who we know used Psyche in a certain way. Definitely he's a racist. Definitely he, like, dumped her. We know explicitly that he dumped her because she was, like, not the right color to, like, hang out with his fancy, fancy friends now. Right. Um, and he de- and he fully assaults her a couple of times. Over the yeah. course of this, like he lays a hands on her. Um, so yeah. he should be careful what he wishes for when he decides he wants to cross voodoo queens. That's not cool. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I, I would say that I think there probably is a fairly good or there definitely is a fairly good feminist reading here. I think there can all, you could also maybe understand this in the in, in, a, in a racial context, too, as you alluded to. I kind of think when we talk about um, Logan's racism, he is sort of like. He is he seems less racist than the other white people, but that doesn't I, I wonder if that almost makes it more loathsome. Like he doesn't really have any problem with he'll he's a he's a you know, like a he's a hustler. <laughs> and so he 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 probably sees nothing wrong with using anyone for any purpose. But it is clear that his purpose is now sort of uh, uh, exist in siding with the racist white majority. And that's why he has to dump Psyche, but still kind of use her for help. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. Yeah. That doesn't. No, no. He's no. Not... He sees people as a means to end. He's sort of like yeah, Pete, yeah. he's sort of like Pete Campbell when he's like, "Why aren't we selling televisions to black people?" And yeah, so you're right, like, right. And it's not because like Pete is a nice guy. Yeah. No, it's not because Pete's a nice guy. He's like because they have some money. <laughs> like, right, let's yeah. go get their money. But like, right, but right. if but if he were asked, like, does he think that they deserve equal rights? He'd say no, a hundred percent. Like, well, no. Or, or even just the thing of like, is it more loathsome to be someone who's ide- who has monstrous ideology that you know, like, like I was born in the racist society, and of course now I'm a racist, or to be someone who's like, you know, we we could try not being racist. Oh, that's not what we're doing. Okay, well, I guess we do. Yeah, we know where the money not, is. I'll, I'll, I recognize. I'm that still super racism, on board with it. Yeah. yeah, racism is not part of my personal ideology. Yet I will allow it to stand because it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Right. Right. Are we the baddies? Yeah. Totally. So we have that. Then um, he has a conversation, Logan and Freddie uh, chortle near the beginning about how they're going to build this hotel, the Hotel Calypso. The Calypso. And they got it. They got the land for it because they basically let this woman die of a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, Freddie is a doctor. He was supposed to give medical aid and didn't. Um, so so they've also stepped on her neck. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, they've also they're also um, taking this land from from a country that isn't theirs. They're squatters in it. They're they're invasive species. They're not. They're this is not theirs to take. They're 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 prepared to rape m- the mother Caribbean right. for and capital the, gain. And the, I I I don't think they don't say what country or what island explicitly. It's just sort of non specifically the island with a bunch of people with like white suits and British accents running around. I think they say the Caribbean a couple times. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but, but like, I'm saying it's but, not. But this is generally, not, yeah, we don't have anything specific. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and in some sense, right, the um, I would posit that being a that talking about. So 
Freddy himself, or I'm sorry, so Logan himself is is a gold digger. He discovers that it's going to be really expensive to build on this land that they've somehow kind of stolen away. It's I don't recall it being super specific exactly how it works. Like, was he does he inherit from the widow or is he buying whatever? Who cares? But he um, he discovers that the whole land is swamp and full of quicksand and stuff. So he has to get some money. But luckily, there's this insufferable racist British woman who is on the island for some reason visiting. <laughs> I don't and, know why she's there. She really hates it. I think she yeah, just came yeah. to complain. She does everything, but she does everything she hates. Like, why does she keep hanging around with Logan if she hates him? Yeah, true. She's um, awful. Um, and by far the most racist, like the most verbally the most openly, racist. Yes, the most verbally yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Person for sure. in this. But I kind of feel like, I like the actress. I think she kind of is doing like a half Catherine Hepburn a little bit. Like I liked African her too. Queen kind I liked her too. So the, I didn't mention this in her, um, when we kind of briefly touched on her, when we talked the, about Will Smith for fifteen minutes, when we talked, when we when we when we <laughs> curtailed discussion to discuss Will Smith, um, but she's actually from South Africa, so I think that oh, whoa. it's so I think her accent is really like interesting in this, and I think it must have to do with that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, so she's like this terrible racist with lots of money, and Logan basically decides that he's going to drug her into falling in love with him. And having right. sex with him so that he can get his mitts on her, I on mean, her millions. The sex is probably not like it's probably like just a side benefit. He, That's he wants, true. He wants that paper. She has this is this is also hilarious data. She's got four million in the bank, Mary. Which whole, is like a which, whole you know, four million. Right, can which you is like, build you know, a hotel for four million dollars? Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. Like it doesn't like, matter. Wait, what year is it? Well, you know, maybe on this island. This is kid this is kid math where you're like, do my parents have a hundred dollars? Yeah, right. And, and your parents are like, yeah, <laughs> sure do, kid. But to kind of to kind of dig into this, right? So like, so Logan decides to be uh, to to in it's tells the crypt episode, of course. So he's going to dig some gold. He's going to be a gold digger. He's going to marry this woman and get her money. And so, um, is in a so he's a gold digger, right? Okay, fine. But can we also understand being sort of colonialism in a sort of gold digger thing where you perhaps misrepresent your intentions, you suck yes. up to somebody and you, I mean that that's assuming that you're not, and, and this fits masterfully with your previous um, uh, metaphor where like probably the old fashioned way is actually to just be a rapist and like drop, you drop soldiers and colonists on the land and you're like, Hey guys, we just discovered your country. Good news. Good news. You guys are all servants of the British empire now. Good news. Everybody. Good news. Screwed. All of this is ours. Good news. Hey. We've already screwed you. Yeah, right. Like, so um, maybe that's just an older form of gold digging where it's kind of like, so I talked to your father and he's decided that we are to be married. Yeah. And I talked all to my stuff I t- is now my stuff. Isn't that great? Isn't that cheerful? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I think that the difference. What's interesting about this is it really highlights. So. So, right. Like I, I stand by my moral of don't take what's not freely given of you it'll bite you but the i think the more explicit like the titular the titular um moral is always keep your promises uh psyche keeps coming back to this she's like i always keep my promise you don't keep your promises which i think is ultimately what colonialists are and also what gold diggers are Mm -hmm. which you come into a space and you you throw around things like things that are not very valuable to you, um, but are incredibly valuable seeming to the the native people. And 
you you sort of like trick them in that way and then before you know it you've killed them all or you've infected right. them all with diseases and you've seized everything that is theirs and it's it's just like an incredibly raw deal so you mm. make all these bad promises but also isn't that what gold digging is like you promise you're yeah, like i'm going to marry you i love you i've like made all these like promises of fidelity and kindness and 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 you know love but actually all i want I'm just using you as a means to an end. Yeah, I think gold digging probably is like just traditionally less brutal because there isn't, you know, smallpox or soldiers or racial apartheid in most people's marriages. But not all. Right. Hey, you know, whatever. Whatever blows your skirt up, crazies. Also, also, isn't it nice that a lot of a lot of the early colonial urge was a search for gold, a quest for gold. That's why, you know, there aren't. That's why the Aztecs all had to go and, you know, a lot of the Spanish uh, adventurism in South and Central America, right? All looking for gold. Um, so Logan is a colonist and he's also a gold digger, which is maybe the er colonist, the se- seeking out the super valuable um, and being willing to do anything to make that happen. Well, that's a very good point. I also think it's cool that in this um, in this story, right, if you're a colonist, you're using the like weight and technology and resources of the mother country, right? So so to rip off the indigenous people, which in this case, I guess it might be more complicated because with the Caribbean islands, a lot of the indigenous people sort of uh, died or there weren't very many of them. And then you bring in black slaves to sort of replace those people. So it gets messed up. But anyway, right. I, th- so, I think you can like just kind of talk about it as like right, a power right, yeah. differential. <laughs> Like, it's getting getting too getting a little bit we're getting a I little bit too heady here. But no, but anyway, my point is to oppress to to rip off the people of color in this, he utilizes the power and prestige of the white people and the whiteness. Okay. To rip off the white um moneyed um uh you know heiress, he he goes to the native people or to the people of color. He use he utilizes their their beliefs and their magic. And it's kind and so he 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 stands a little bit in the middle, willing to use anyone to 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 oppress and rip off and extort anyone. Yeah, he's a he's a real dumbo. He's a, though he's, a, he's what we like to call back in my in my home country a real piece of shit. I I said he was a shitbird from the start, <laughs> and actually he's kind of the shitbird we've always wanted. I don't know. I I felt I felt almost gleeful by how terrible he was because I was like yes. We finally got a monster. He like assaults women. He's greedy. He drugs people. He's this, like he's like he's a racist. Like all of these things. I was like, yes, yes. It's gonna be so nice to see you get your get your comeuppance, Logan. Also, he has a name that sounds shitty. Well, also, okay, so but but also the way that his character is developed and written and played, he's not like a mustachio twirling villain. He's no. just kind of a jerk. Um, but in a way that's kind of kind of fun, um, this 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 episode actually does a great job of sort of leavening what's horrifying with what's a little bit goofy. And it has like per- the tone is perfect. Um, like, did you, I feel like Logan's clothes are all hilarious. Like when he's not basically dressed like he's a skipper for the Disney Jungle Safari Cruise. He also is wearing like ter- those terrible 90s, like oversized jackets. And yeah. he. um he uh, also has uh, classic rich guy monogram PJs, which when uh, he gives Maggie the love potion, she like comes to him at night. And then in the morning, they're doing the classic like rich person shack shirt thing where he's wearing his PJ bottoms and she's wearing his PJ tops. 
<laughs> while she's like, I don't like it that we're being served by a person of color. And you're like, yeah, well, yikes, well, Maggie. Let, let, let's let's get to her in a second. But he also, I think his performance kind of has a little bit of like Bruce Campbell energy. Like when he's out yes. running his zombie girlfriend and stuff, he kind of has this great like hectic, like this is the worst day ever kind of a like. Kind of a Warner Brothers cartoons, kind of like running around, kind of you know, bugging his eyes out. He's a handsome guy, kind of has the same Bruce Campbell thing where he's like handsome, but kind of cartoony. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like he looks like um, he looks like he's like a definitely like leading man material, but like but will never be famous. Too generically handsome to be famous. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. I actually was kind of surprised. I was expecting some like more like Bruce Campbelly kind of things. I thought he was going to be in a lot of like, um, you know, more like seaside horror flicks and that sort of stuff. But this guy's just kind of been in everything. Like he did mm-hmm. like episodes of Nip Tuck. He apparently oh, cool. had some like role of note in Thirteen. Like he's all over the place, um, and like is like just like works all the time. You know, he's got like he's got like one of those uh, character actor IMDb's where it's just like scroll, scroll, scroll. Sure, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but Which I thought he was like f- man and Joseph. Yeah, Joseph's gun. Um, he, yeah, I thought he did a spectacular job. In this case, Joseph's gun though is really Chekhov's quicksand, right? The quicksand at the point, and then you're like, oh, it's gonna come back, and then. They sink her into the quicksand. He sinks in the quicksand, and she sinks into the quicksand. Basically, everybody falls into the quicksand. It really, yeah. it really delivers on what it promises. There's something else um, I noticed in this episode that I think adds to its sort of filmic quality. Like I feel like this episode, to me, looks like a horror movie from ten or twenty years previous that you would like watch on cable or something like just kind of yeah. be on, you know, it, it, the production values aren't super high, but it has multiple locations. There's a lot of actors, extras and stuff. So it has a kind of filmic quality to it. It doesn't look cheap. But one of the things they do is they um, they use the space. Uh, they use the, the running time they have. They have like kind of funny little incidental scenes. You know, we see an establishing shot showing Psyche's house when he's going to go there. And you see a man with a machete chasing a chicken around outside it. Like just a little funny little, little touch like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like didn't have to be character there. work. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, we we open up with this with this big kind of uh, hoodoo voodoo ceremony with you know with 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 chicken blood and pictures and fire and Psyche comes out in a white dress and a white veil, which kind of makes you think about the 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 uh, the title of the episode, the Till Death. She looks almost bridal. And you see them burn up his picture and you're like, oh, this guy's in for it, even though you have no establishing uh, nothing to go for there. I would I would I think that voodoo and voodoo ceremonies join gambling and the Catholic Church in terms of things that cinematographers and directors love to film. <laughs> just lots. There's lots of interesting stuff to show. And yeah. And and I'm sure I've I've never been to a voodoo ceremony, but I'm sure that it's like pretty bastardized. I'm never I will not <laughs> Oh yeah. Well I well I, mean, I really no, like pretending any of this is authentic or yeah. or even perhaps culturally respectful. Yeah, no, I, I think probably it's not. Um I do like I like this episode a lot and I think that it's good that the um colonialists and racists are the bad guys, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I, I, I think it's important to say that, like, there's a lot of, like, heavy accent work and there's, like, a lot of, like, exploitive scenes of people, like, writhing around a fire. Sure. Um, sure. So I don't think this episode's, like, woke. I don't think right. it's, like, horror. I don't think it's, like, mean, but I do think it's a little exploitive. They do also have that thing where all the people who live on the island are, like, wearing, you know, hats and uh, or, like, sort of, like, shapeless hats and, like, 
I'm trying to think of a good way, like plantation wear, kind of like the 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 uh, African American extras and stuff, and. And when they go to the construction site, right, when he they call him there because terrible problem and there's no construction happening. It looks like like are they building the hotel? Is, is it 1840? Are they just building the hotel with like hand tools and wood? Well, and also I kind of like it. It almost feels like they sent like a surveyor out because it's just it's just the guy being like, yeah, we chopped up all this brush and like, whoa, you got a swamp here, dude. Yeah, dude, there's like, like a ton. Yeah. yeah like he, that's he, not a, a construction order wouldn't like be the one to deliver that. That's too late. Like it's like, it's yeah, like right. these he are the surveyors. Before he got himself written in as the sole heir to the widow Fitzgerald's fortune, he should have looked into this. He might have. He might. He might have wanted to take a little walk. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't really understand that. But I don't know. It's um. It, it's it's uh. It's, it's an interesting aspect of this. You want to talk about Maggie a little bit? Sure. Let's talk about Mags. So she the, she 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 says nothing but funny things the whole time, uh, and um, is it's just sort of a snot, um, which is funny because the characters at least also acknowledge that they they agree that she, like even Logan who's like you know. The worst. Yeah, who is the worst is like, no, this woman is the worst. I yeah. like that she says things like, the food here is so spicy and ethnic. And you're like, oh, bring it on the racism. <laughs> bad. Yeah. You are bad, lady. You always expect her to like, also, I think what's, I don't know, may, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I feel like she has the classic like, like posh girl voice kind of thing mm-hmm. where she says stuff that you expect to be like cleverer than it is just because it's delivered in a posh accent. Mm-hmm. So like when she's like, they, you know, they say it's first class uh, service, but you know what they really should call it is. And you expect it to be like some sort of like zinger or like a play on words. Mm-hmm. And instead she's like, steerage and you're like oh okay yeah all right i like <laughs> sure. i like it when she says something about how location 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 but what you have here is disgusting 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 yet again don't you expect her to have yes. like a play on words on location and she doesn't like yeah, yeah. or when he dislocated about- or like something like you expect it to be something like that but no yeah, it's yeah. not she clever says- about the society now. If that's the creme de la creme, give me skimmed milk. Yeah, like the cleverest <laughs> thing she says. Also, like just kind of like lands with a thud on the just, on the floor. Yeah, you're just kind of like, wait, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, you're like, wait, you want to hang out with more of the poor black people? Yeah, like, wait. I don't wait. think you want that, Maggie. You're pretty racist. Yeah, she just wants to go back home to jolly old England. Yeah, she wants or, to go. She wants to go somewhere to be cold. Yeah. Wear lots yep. of tweeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this this the, this episode also has more than the average number of like weird puns and stuff. Like when she comes back as the zombie and catches on fire, she says, "I'm burning with desire," and she also yeah. says, "This will happen over my dead body." You're like, ah, "I've watched this episode before. I know it happens." So, but Logan's a real dumbo. Like, why? So, so Psyche tells him. Tells him that like one drop is all he needs, and yet he's just like, pfft, like dumps all that stuff in after he knows he already has her. What's the deal there? He just wants. To, I think doesn't he say? I can't remember what he says exactly. He says something on the lines of like, just give her a little top up, like just gonna yeah. refill the love. Like he thinks it'll. And really, Psyche isn't like, hey man, this is gonna be bad news. All I, she says is, you give her one drop, she'll be. What she'll be your wife. She'll be your wife. Give, give her, her two, two drops. She'll, she'll be yours, be yours for, life. for life. And he gives yeah. her like seven. He gives her like drops. sixty drops. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
in sort of the, the 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 twist or the the joy of this episode is watching. So um, he poisons her with this stuff. He kills her, um, mm-hmm. and or she dies immediately after taking it. And yeah. then and they she's have a bar- night of passion. She advises him to fire the ancestral servant, uh, who yes. is a person of color in his house, and then he gives her a little bit more and then she sort of is there a better way to say he, she, she gets ready to sort of mount him but then she has a seizure and dies yeah 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 she like is overcome with passion then she dies from it i do think i think it is significant and maybe this i think this ties back nicely actually with what you're saying about like is it more detestable to be a racist or to just like stand like a by collaborationist idly. yeah yeah, yeah. i even though you know it's wrong i feel like what we're supposed to see there now that i'm thinking about it where he like puts all he puts all those drops like he like mm-hmm. it's like super overloads her uh her champagne coop with this stuff is that um, she's telling him to hire fire the ancestral servant. He's kind of like, oh, my God, you're just like the worst. Yeah, like, yeah, your yeah. personality <laughs> is bad. And he doesn't want to do it because, like, right, this guy, like, probably, like, irons his fancy silk PJs. So he's kind of like, I'm just going to give you more of this so that you're, like, more pleasant for me to rape, mm-hmm. if that's okay with you. Um, so, you know, I think that it's... Um, I think I think that that's like basically he he makes his bed because not only does he want to manipulate someone into giving him all their money, he wants to manipulate her into also being sort of like um, like cowed and mm-hmm. docile while he does it. He's not yeah. he's not satisfied just just to do the damn thing. He also wants her to like kind of be pleasant about him doing it, which is yeah. detestable. Yeah, well, he's got he's got a lot of plates to spin, a lot of people to keep happy. Hey, I have sort of an alternate take. I, I agree with your read that I think that she dies because he overdoses her with zombie juice. And, you know, the doctor is like, did you give her anything? And he's like, no, why would you think that? You know, OK, whatever. Um, but um, throughout. So after he goes to Psyche and uh, he gets a little bit handsy and violent with her and then she gives her the zombie juice or the love juice. He um, you see her. She continues to like and this is after we've seen her him be cursed in in photo form and stuff. Um we see her kind of like doing passes and she has like two little little like clay figures on a bed and she's, you know, yeah. ch- chanting and everything. Is she just like keeping tabs on them? Does she is she supernaturally affecting the outcome? What is what are we to make of this? I mean, you know, I think that it works the best if we allow him to just be und- like she knows that he's a terrible bastard and won't listen. And so he, she 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 all she has to do is set things up and he will and he will, you know complete his own damnation and uh and you know and sticky end um all on his own because she knows that he's a bad guy but like what so what is she doing in the in the in those scenes um i have a theory about that i think that she so i do think that he kills maggie he -hmm. rapes maggie he roofies maggie right Right. with the love he roofies her to death he emotionally roofies her to death um but she is so th- so that's fine. She is doing all that back work so that when Maggie comes back from the dead, which yeah. is what is going to happen because she has the zombie juice. Right. Um, she can keep tabs on Logan so that when he does try to kill himself or if he does like mm-hmm. be- successfully try to get rid of Maggie, she helps it along. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what she's doing. Yeah. Because you see her, she's like, you will be an excellent groom to her or something like that. Yeah. And I think it's sort of like he's he's built his bride of Frankenstein and now she is going to make him like mm-hmm. stick to the plan. 
Sure. Um, because she definitely revives him after he uh, yeah, I love poisons part. himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, so that, I, that, that I think that's also what's going hilarious. on. Yeah. Oh God! And you know, like normally stuff that would bother me just doesn't because it's so like it's so gleeful and weird i don't like i don't care that freddy's head is in that cage for no reason at the end i don't yeah, care and, and is alive you know just because yeah it's just it's just but, weird but, and fun i don't care but, but also but also maybe this is i mean maybe this it really is like a like like a haitian slave revolt or something where um you know that 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 Basically, not only not only is Logan getting punished, maybe they're just rising up against all of their oppressors, which would feel pretty good. Um, you know, yeah. maybe maybe everybody's in in the soup now. Um, I did love that when he is, he thinks um, we're, we're jumping around a little bit, but you know, when he he kills himself with the poison from the doctor's bag um, after his bride has chopped the head off the doctor and then like chased him around outside and then back into the house, um, and then he is revived by Psyche, who revives him by drinking drinking some like magic potion or something and then spitting it into his face. I thought that was also hilarious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> this is a great moment. And then and then he's like, oh, no, but I killed myself. And then you can see he's like, oh, yeah, right. You could just bring it back from back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's just it's great how like that, which would be a miraculous occurrence. He's just kind of like, oh, right. Yeah, that's your deal. OK, <laughs> damn, <laughs> da- damn, damn, damn. So I think. Um, I'm going to I'm going to intone something that uh, that will, I think, take you immediately back to childhood. So remember our VHS copies of Star Wars, mm-hmm. how the 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 initial trailers on that was really just a trailer for like a making of Star Wars, like, you know, mm-hmm. documentary kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. George Lucas, who just proves that, you know, if you put something out there. It's going to come back and bite you. Be careful what you wish for. Boo. <laughs> um, he um, he comes out and he's talking about special effects and he's like, but the story is really the thing. Special effect without a story is a pretty boring thing. <laughs> yes. Or is any of the three prequels. <laughs> <laughs> or is any of the work I will do after this. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Minus I, Willow. Willow punishes. Well, but, well, that's actually coming up in our next episode. But anyway, <laughs> um, they <laughs> so. I would argue that the re- one of the reasons that this is such a good episode is because the special effects are tight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the special effects are just right. Um, um, and, and creepy. I think this is some of the scariest so stuff scary. I think I feel. I see. I, wh- when do you think Maggie is the scariest? I'll go first. I think she's the scariest when she's just kind of started to rot after she chops the doctor's head off and her face is just a little bit melty and she has the machete. I think that's when she looks the scariest. Yeah, when she has like the eye of the beholder face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I liked that. I mean, d- no, I mean, for me, the most horrifying thing is when she's basically a skeleton, but she still has that big, weird tongue. Oh, no, I thought that was great. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that. great. I like that's that. that's a that's a final <laughs> that's a final scene that's just moi. They even, um, do the, they even do the thing. I love it that even they, they even do the thing where they set when she falls. She wait, wait, hold on. How does it go? She catches on fire and then she falls into the quicksand. Is that yes. how it goes? And, she's actively on fire when she's chasing him around the quicksand. Right. And 
I love that um, that that you, even with just special effects, you can tell it's a different. It doesn't. It's like a person with a different build. You can tell it's a stunt man in like a fireproof suit who's on fire. But I don't care. It still looks great. Don't care. Yeah, there's just like so much of this, and I'm just like these. This looks so good, and is like genuinely creepy that I think that it enriches the story in a way that I did not expect and I'm so tickled by. I also love, did you love that she comes out of the grave? Like she comes out like a night of the living dead, but she comes out while he's weeping over her grave um, to give him a big old smooch. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was great. Cause Logan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were dead. And she's like, she's like, sure ain't. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, that doesn't seem right to me at all. But no, but you know, initially they do, my, and then I think later she they they with her as she gets more decayed, they 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 do that sort of like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark era sort of. I mean, what is that? Is that like stop motion and practical like models and stuff that they do? When, it's got to be like when she's like basically a skeleton running around. Yeah, I do. I, I like, and it has that just just a little bit herky jerky, and you're like, oh, this is a special effect, but it looks cool. I don't know. It, it's easier to accept than something where you can tell that it's just like a guy yelling yelling in front of a green screen. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's beautiful. It's beautiful practical effects. What I really liked about it is every time I thought that she was as bad as she was gonna get, she, <laughs> she got much worse. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, she is rotting very. It, you know, when she's talking about how the island is very hot, it must be super hot. It's just well, bacteria but also, just everywhere. But also, she fell in the quicksand. I think it's like sucked all the flesh off her bones. So, Wait, like, I, I don't think that's how quicksand works, Mary. I think it is. <laughs> um. I'm pausing that it is. Uh, Let's get some quicksand and figure it out. Um, Where are the Mythbusters when you really need them? Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, because like initially, so initially when she comes out of the grave, she looks fine. Then Mm -hmm. she just like kind of looks a little bit like blue and like off color. And he says that she's like smells bad or he smells something bad and you know it's her. Yeah. Um, And then then she gets Eye of the Beholder face where her face is just kind of like smushed up and weird like it's like her her hair seems to have fallen out yeah yeah um and then she then kills after- freddie with a machete for kind of no reason right like she's just crazy or well he embalmed her i mean that, i think that that would that would but, but that him. should help that should help well but he also like ripped out all her guts and filled her with her formaldehyde like she's probably like not pleased about that i suppose but she doesn't even know she's ah oh, god unfathomable I mean, it's great. Why does she chop off his head so his head can be in that little birdcage at the end? And, and the decapitation effect. That was a re- I, that was a real not that was like a real good. jump scare for me. I was not expecting that. That it nope. looks really good. <laughs> the head yep. lopping. Yep. Looks Very real. last crusade. It was good. It was awesome. Um, and then <laughs> so after that, she then she then becomes as skeletal as I thought she was going to get. Well, yeah, she's like yeah. catches on fire and is like running around. Yeah. Um. But then when you see her again and she's totally skeletal except for that big, weird, long tongue. Oh, yeah. that's great. And, and yeah, and she, which she has for only only for upsetting sexual purposes. Yeah. Durr. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, no, like, like macking on a skeleton would, would be weird, but not terrible. Yeah. It was kind of you pinchy. Need... Yeah. Strange. <laughs> How strange. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, this is the. Yeah. Yeah. This is just going to become 20 minutes of us being like, I love the effects. Do you love the effects? I love them. <laughs> but I was surprised by, I guess why, why I couched it with the uh, George Lucas thing is that um, I think that this proves that he's wrong because the story here is good. The acting is very, is good. 
Like everything about it is good, but I don't think that this would be nearly as memorable. Mm-hmm. And this and the story cannot be told unless you're willing to go all in on the special effects because you need it to her to be genuinely scary. Yeah, I think I, I th- yeah, I, I think you're 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 mostly right. Certainly, it's the added punch. But I think all all he's saying though is, if it was just that effect, it wouldn't be very good. And if it didn't have the effect, it wouldn't be as mem- you you wouldn't stick with you. We wouldn't be talking about it like it's an you know all timer or anything. Yeah. It, I guess it, that it, I it also adds to the glossy again the fact that this really the, more so that even more so than a lot of the other episodes this feels like a little movie. Um It does. It feels you good. know what it really feels like to me? It feels like um an episode of PBS Mysteries. Like <laughs> where it's like and I and it feels like one of those that doesn't have like a big name star. So what they're doing is they're going to try to pull you in with like a juicy story in a place that you're interested to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. this is not going to take place in Dubuque, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like this has got to take place in like a tropical, interesting setting. There has to be things that are new and unfamiliar to us, but familiar enough so that we know what to expect and we can be like we can be um, tickled by them. You know, mm-hmm. it's all it's, it's 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 a good it's a good episode. I don't know. I, I didn't. I discovered something about myself in this episode, in this as a media viewer, which is that I actually care about special effects. And yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that going in. Mm-hmm. If you like if you asked me what my favorite part of this is, I wouldn't have been like, well, it's so good because the special effects are so good. And, and actually, and knowing that this is put together by like a special effect wonk, um, you would think that maybe he would like he would like blow like the pay, the, the way it's paced out is really good, too, in that. You don't get a whole bunch of it all at the top or something. Or it's not like he 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 waits. He makes you wait for it. It's unexpected. It's great. There's payoff. He doesn't try to do a whole lot afterwards. He's basically just like, hey man, look at the, look at this freaking skeleton. Look at it, man. Look. You know they're not trying to like convey elaborate character motivations or plot after that. Like he realizes like once he starts to show you the rotting woman, like you're not going to care about anything else. So he 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 plies his trade, his art well. Agreed. You know what I mean? Because you could imagine if the the, the it's the same way when like whenever um, a director who's way in, like Zemeckis or something who's like way into computer animation, they like can't wait to like just just throw it all out there. But in this he he, he waits and it's good. The payoff is amazing. It's not like watching <laughs> face off when you're like, Jesus, how many car how many chases are in this movie where you become fatigued of like of special effects and action sequences. And there's a boat chase. I think face off is great. What are you talking about? I do, too. But I like the end boot jail. The fifth boat chase is too much. You're tired of watching them get chased. You're I, over uh, it. I, I disagree. I would. I. I. I, th- I think it's not enough. I want more. After After he comes in with the white doves behind him, they should stop chasing each other around. That should be it. Mm-hmm. Um, the chase after that is completely superfluous. You don't need it. All right. Anything else? Um, there are just just a couple other funny things. I like that. Um. Uh, Ma- Maggie describes him as a boorish young hustler. <laughs> She's <laughs> he right. Saying all your stuff, and then when he um, decides that, so he decides he meets her and decides he doesn't like her, and then he realizes that he needs her money. So he kind of goes back and tries to like kind of get in with her. Tries to pitch to right. her, yeah. And he um, he gets her name wrong, and she says something like, "No one else has seems to have trouble remembering my name." Is he like trying to neg her a little bit? Is yes. he like an early pickup artist? Was this I was think this so. was this social technology we had in you know nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one? Yes, I think so. Crazy, crazy. Prove once again that 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 terrible men have always been terrible. Oh, finally we got a, a true monster. 
Yeah. You got anything? You got anything else you want to say? Oh, nope. oh, oh, something else. Hotel Calypso, right? Okay, so Calypso just speaks to the Caribbean and everything, of course. But also, Calypso is the name of the sea nymph who imprisons Odysseus in the Odyssey. Just a little fun thing there with uh, with spurned supernatural ladies and uh, you know love potions and curses and whatnot. Keeps with the mythic feel of this episode. <laughs> that is cool. That yeah. is cool. I like that. Yeah. That's like that's like yeah. there, like uh, especially the love potion aspect of it. Oh, oh, okay. And one other thing. Can we just talk about how hilarious Freddy the Doctor is? So he's hilarious. I like that um, when uh, Logan is talking to him about how Maggie's not dead, he says something about, like, you made the biggest mistake of your medical career. <laughs> and Freddy says, no, I did that in England. How do you think I wound up here? <laughs> and then also, he renders all medical aid while holding a cocktail. He's holding, like, a highball glass the entire time he's trying to, like, take care of people. <laughs> Well, and that's, I mean, probably He's great. He's what, great. what do you think he did when he was allowing uh, the widow Fitzgerald to die? Do you think he also had like a French dip sandwich in the other hand? <laughs> yes. Maybe he had one of those like plates that connects to the bottom of a wine glass so that he could have the, the, the jus mm-hmm. to, to cram into his mouth. All right. <laughs> so, so you want to rate this one, Mary? Let's, let, let's, let's rate this turkey. Let's I tell do. him the, let's tell him the good news. Uh, what did you rate it? Me. So I give this one. I thought this was a really good episode. I think this one is um, uh, very much in striking range of being an all timer. Um, so I think of this four out of five zombie juice cocktails. I give it this. I give it the same. <laughs> I say it's four and a half out of five drops of love potion. I um, yeah, I think it's like a really good episode. The I, I, I think the only thing that makes me detract um, a point five is is the little the little like the a little exploitive nature of it but right. otherwise yeah. i think it's really really good and if i were to like if i were like right now if i were thinking about um like getting someone to watch an episode of tales from the crypt this would definitely be one of them yeah like i'd be like watch these three episodes and you'll see why i like this show this would be one of them well, that's interesting. I, we didn't really talk about this, but um, I, I also feel like this episode is a little bit different from what we've seen before, just in terms of kind of thematically and like the way the story goes and everything, even though it's about gold digging and deception and people being brought down by their own hubris. You know, um, this one this one feels feels fresh. It feels different. It it feels like a diff- it almost feels like a different genre of horror a little bit. And I, that's that keeps it interesting and fun. Yeah, I mean. The, the joy of this show truly is that every episode should have some of that. That's like baked into mm-hmm. the model, right? Like every episode should offer you something fairly different from the one before it. Um, but this definitely feels like uh, I was digging around in the fruit salad and I, fa- and I fished out a, a, like a, a nice ripe piece of A human of eyeball right there. Or the uh, <laughs> a, nice, uh, a nice piece of pineapple. Like it's, it's joyous. It's good. Just like, just like last episode. It's just, just full of fried human fingers Ugh. the best it wouldn't be a tales from the crypt without a nonsensical bumper too do you recall that the that uh, yeah uh, the crypt keep, keeper says that girls like that are pretty hard to dig up yeah he likes uh he likes it's, psyche he wants her to work her black magic on him anytime and i was like, mm. like Ugh. i know i know mm. and then he's like what's, yeah, what's so wrong about drinking zombies i'm having one right now is he like as he hoists a tiki drink into the air yeah. Yeah, I think we can agree that the bumpers for this were not the best. It's a good episode, bad bumpers. I thought the beginning bumper was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, uh, it was kind of fun because it was clear he was in a tropical climate, which you don't expect the Crypt Keeper to be in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
Uh, yeah, I thought the end was a little bit anemic. Um, <laughs> nice non-pun, unpun. <laughs> solid not making a joke you did there. Yeah, not really a thing. Love not really it. anything. No, no. A, a simile? Is that what you just did? A similarity? You well, mentioned also, like, a similarity. Like girls that are pretty hard to dig up. Is that hard to dig dig down? or dig? It's not a, not a thing. As far as we know, she dug herself up. She definitely did that. That like that like awesome Night of the Living Dead thing where the people just rise out of their graves, shooting the arms through the yeah. air. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, makes you wonder what's re- wrong with Ryan Reynolds and that thing where he just cries in a coffin for forty five minutes. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. All right. Yeah. Next time. We'll be treated to the tale of a man who spends so much time in the bottle that he begins to see the world through reverse beer goggles. Even the name is a twist in episode five of season two, Three's a Crowd. Three's Company, two, um, which is the song we should sing before we go into that episode. Um, thanks for listening to Crypt Keepers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the platform of your choice. We're also on Spotify now. Woohoo! Um, we really like it if you, and it helps us out a lot, if you subscribe and leave us a rating and ideally leave us a review telling us how awesome we are and if there are any things that you would like us to improve on, all that is welcome. My ego can take it. I can take some notes. Send me some notes. Yeah, that's fine. Stop eating Um, during the recordings. You, (laughs) lots of weird mouth noises. Uh, (laughs) Be sure to visit um, our brand spanking new website. It looks pretty good, if I do say so myself. Outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt dash creepers to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts. Um, We also have added our rating system um, there as well. So if you want to, if you want to take a little perusal and see what episodes we thought were great and what episodes we thought sucked, you can do it there. Uh At least until I decide to once again retroactively change my ratings, which I reserve the right to do at any moment. (laughs) It's not in my contract. We should have put that in your contract. Um, Juice this one up. Juice that one Are you price fixing your ratings for Tales of the Crypt? Inflation, yeah. Speaking of of reasonable prices, uh, we have a link (laughs) in our our show description uh, for our Amazon affiliate link. If you have not bought the Tales of the Crypt DVDs and are still watching episodes on YouTube, stop being a dope. Go buy them. What are you doing? John Kassir's boat payments. John Kassir's alimony, no doubt. Anyway, Whoa. I don't know. He's probably, he's, I don't John, know. He's John, like, just, just come on, just clear it all up. We'd love to have you. I mean, I don't even care. It's all good. You know what? I bet John Kassir pay if he does have an alimony, I bet he pays it on time and generously. Probably right. That's probably right. I'm just saying if John wanted to like come and like hang out with, with me, we have a guest room. He could, he could spend some, it's fine. He'd love Sounds the good. kids. We could like watch some movies or something. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks of Peppa Pig. He probably loves it. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He probably can do a Peppa Pig voice really oh. well. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper doing Peppa Pig. <laughs> Weird. Um, Till next time, kitties. Get your priorities in order. Logan tried to parlay marriage into cash for hotel construction, but now would do anything to be breaking grounds for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
outrageous. <laughs>